Welcome, community group leaders, to this week's episode of The Deeper Podcast, where we partner with you as you lead a group of people who joyfully share life together as you find and follow Jesus. This week on The Deeper Podcast, we're going to be continuing the series, Graciously Defiant, where we explore the biblical perspective of being a faithful presence in a world that is widening its detachment from God and His Word. going on your journey today. I'm Cody, and we're joined here with Jeremy, who will be preaching this weekend. Jeremy, thanks for being here. So glad that you're here. Thanks, Cody. It's good to be back. Yeah. And we have Lorraine. Lorraine, you haven't been on here before, so welcome. This is a new treat. We've been adding a third person in, and so this week you said yes, and so we're super glad to have you here. I've got a question for you. Yeah. And it's not written down, so you can't look at it ahead of time. Um, All right. right. Rumor is that you are a plant guru. (laughs) is this true and what does that mean (laughs) i don't think i would call myself a plant guru but i do love plants and i do love gardening i don't know i'm pretty sure you're the one to go to when you love something you spend time learning about it so maybe i'm a guru i've just been told that you're the person to go to if a plant's not doing so hot (laughs) particularly house plants i am so flattered by that do you have any tips for succulents i seem to always kill them don't water them too much. How much is too much? I would say... Like ever? Don't water them ever? No, but just drip a little bit. Hmm. Is watering every... it too much why the leaves fall off on all my succulents? Yes, that's exactly uh... <laughs> <laughs> Or maybe you're not watering them enough. I mean, they do need a little water. This is the confusing message. I so. mean, succulents are the easiest thing to grow. So if you're killing <laughs> but man, they're the, they're the fastest things that I am killing. So I'm not quite sure what, what I'm doing wrong. I think because you're, not, you're watering it too much then. They're ah. not like other plants. Well, what do you do? Because like, we, we have a they bowl like with like other plants in it too. Uh-huh. Is that just like something somebody made because it looks pretty and it won't actually ever survive? Be- uh. You can be very um, strategic in putting your water... Cl- Far away from them, uh, on the other, on the other plants. Yeah, I don't know why they do that. Very nice. Well, there's a little bit of planting advice for you in case you were looking for that. I apparently can't grow things, so here we go. <laughs> awesome. So, Jeremy, you're preaching this weekend. What is your big takeaway that you want people to take away from this? And it's a little bit of a heavy topic if we're looking ahead at the title of the email here. Yeah, so we're talking about how to move from revenge to forgiveness, where mm-hmm. revenge is where we naturally go to, where we naturally want to see people pay, especially for those that have treated us poorly and harmed us and wronged us. And how do we move to what God has modeled for us with forgiveness? And how do we be people that forgive other to forgive others? So we're walking through what do those steps look like? And they're not always linear, and they're definitely not easy, but they're super important to to model what God's done in our lives. Yeah. Awesome. All right. The coveted extra bits question. Here we go. What extra do you have that you couldn't share in your sermon time that you would think is helpful or just an interesting fact? Yeah. So, there, I mean, there is quite a bit that I wasn't able to share. What I'll say is I actually brought in studio this book by Tim Keller titled Forgive. And so, in that is really kind of an exhaustive picture of what forgiveness looks like. So, I'd encourage people, if you're wanting to learn or grow extra within this topic, grab this book. It's also an audiobook as well. Read it, listen to it, and uh, I think it'll kind of give you even more of kind of what you're looking for. Yeah. <clears throat> Timothy Keller. I like it. Yeah. Good stuff. 
Okay, so as we're going through, we're going to be processing some of those questions. And so, like, if you guys do come across in your group, like, that would be a great resource to be able to point people towards when uh, inevitably more questions come up. But for our first question today, we've got, against whom in your life are you currently holding a grudge or seeking revenge? Lorraine, would you like to start us with that question? Yeah, Since I'd it looks like you got some to. stuff written down here. <laughs> Well, um, a few years ago, one of my kids experienced a very big hurt, um, life-changing, really. So, And although uh, God has um, walked me through and, um, I mean, let's be honest, kind of dragged me through <laughs> the forgiveness process, um, there's still always these little grudges or little contempts that um, still have a way of sneaking into my thoughts and um, of that person. Um, it's just natural. And, I, and I'm constantly having to lay them down and give them back to God hmm. and ask Him again, okay, there it is. Um, Lord, help me to truly forgive because He's really the only one who can help me with that. Yeah, I think that's really true because it speaks to what you had mentioned earlier, Jeremy, about it just not being a linear process. It's just it it comes up in ways and ebbs and flows. But what would you say, Jeremy, is for you? Yeah, so I in my sermon I share a little bit of of the story, but basically, yeah, in in ministry there is just an individual that ultimately like we just really struggled working together, and it was the point where I just. Uh, had bitterness built up in my heart against this individual because I felt like there'd been hurt towards me and even those that I cared and loved for around me. And you just get to a place where you feel helpless, you even feel hopeless, and you really want them to just be found out and to be seen for who I feel they really are, mm-hmm. even though the reality is they're probably not as bad as I'm making them out to be. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so for me, it's just... Uh, It's been important through this process because I'm many years into this process of of working through forgiveness, of continuing to see them as Jesus sees me and continuing to be in prayer for them and believing and wanting the best for them. And then not just externally, but like I talk about my sermon, just like inwardly, like not rooting for this individual to struggle or, you know, have loss or be hurt in the same way that I feel like they, they hurt me and hurt those around me. So yeah, we're, it's been a process, but we're getting there and we're, we're making, making some progress every day. Yeah, man. I think for me, when I'm thinking about, I can remember the color of the cars that have caused me like immense road rage. <laughs> and this is a theme I keep coming back to that I got probably should bring up next time in therapy apparently um with just the people who cut me off like man red toyota car like man he he pulled out and like i hold on to that and i hold on to that for a long time for something so silly as just like pulling out in front of me and i have to get on my brakes and so i think that's something that i'm working on forgiving is just the constant drivers who keep coming into my life because i hold on to their car color and their license plate far longer than i probably really should but yeah, Lorraine, as you interact with people, because you're on our life care team, and you, you help navigate a lot of people through going from revenge to forgiveness. What are some of the themes, like major themes that you see from people coming in to talk to you? Uh, they're just so focused on their hurt. Mm. Hmm. Um, so we start there. We start there and we kind of unpack that. And because it's legit, it's legitimate hurt. It's a legitimate um, offense. 
Um, so, you know, I edify those feelings and we unpack that, but then we always bring it back to what is what does God say about this? What is uh, what does the word say about this? And even more important, have you spoken to Jesus about this? Ongoing, you know, all these feelings, have you given them to him? And um, yeah, and we just kind of get to a point where um, we try to find some next steps, some small next steps that you can do to, um, and, and it has to start with um, going to God and asking him and just kind of inviting him into that mm-hmm. and um, to their hurt and to all of it. And then um, moving forward, what is what does God want you to do about this? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the bottom line because he's got a lot to say about yeah. it in his word. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that really plays into the last question we've got. So let's go a little bit out of order here. We'll we'll throw things at a little wrench into this. But what next step will you commit to moving from revenge to forgiveness? So you talked about having several next steps for people. So like, what does that look like? Right. Well, like I said, it starts with people being so focused on their hurt and themselves. So what I'd like to do is say, okay, um, let's focus on Jesus. Let's invite him into this um, because he changes the posture of mm. our heart. Um, and then, um, you know, the word is so important because when you're in there, I and mean, the word itself reminds us that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, um, but powers. And so this alone will help them to understand that this is a broken person who hurt me. He is made in the image of God, just like me. And um, then I think it's important to ask God, and which is what I do myself, ask God to help you see them through his eyes. Mm. Um, you know, and then um, ask God to help you get to that posture. And I think just all these things move your heart to this posture of praying for them. Mm. Yeah. Because it releases, it releases something when you pray for some, for someone. Yeah. What do you have for us on that one, Jeremy? Uh, I mean, definitely being in prayer for them is is huge because the reality is, is I, I there's nothing I can do to to change other people's hearts or even change my own heart. I mean, it's got to yeah. be the Holy Spirit that's that's doing that work. And so, if I really want to be able to get a place of forgiveness, I, I've really got to lean in daily and be in the prayer and remind myself of like who I am in Christ and all all these different reminders I need every day. But the other thing would be just the passive revenge that I talk about in my sermon. I I'm not a person that's going to like outwardly like revenge somebody unless if I'm eight years old, but uh, (laughs) the internal revenge can be real because you, you just get to a place in your hurt where it's, you feel like if you don't fully release it to to Jesus and allow him to heal you from that, like it's kind of got to go to somewhere. Mm -hmm. And so having it internally just swell and swirl and all those types of things are things that I've just got to, got to let go and let go of the, the internal revenge and angle of it. Right. Yeah. I think for me, it's the prayer part. It's the, what I've seen the most freedom from and like releasing these, uh, these desires for revenge, but it's also been some of the hardest things for me to just get those prayers out and just to start and be like, God, I I'm struggling and just like lay it out there. That I don't know. It just feels to me like, like a, 
like if I let go of this in prayer, like then I'm going to have to actually do it. And then it's like that con- confronting me of like, oh, this is, we're actually going to be letting this go to God and letting it, letting the control out of it. And so mm-hmm. that's what I've had to struggle through. All right. The last question we got for today is what responses of revenge are you tempted to make towards those who have wronged you? I think our pride <laughs> shows up, our egos and our pride shows up, and it makes us want to cut them off, cut them out of our lives, or um, give them the silent treatment, um, or even run, just like mm. run away from them, just um, isolate. Um, we might want to lash out because we want to hurt them because we are hurting because of the hurt they caused us. Um, and then there's always the passive passive aggressive paths that we take, right? Um, Making sure other people know they're not a very good person or, um, Uh you know, even in our minds, wishing ill on them. Um, So I think those were, those are the ones that come to mind. Yeah. What about for you, Jeremy? Yeah, I think if someone hurts me and wrongs me, it can be easy to want to build a constituency against them and want to kind of like share with people that like know me, that trust me, that will – I'll give them my version of the take. And so then they'll be like, oh, yeah, you're so right. And yeah, they wronged you. And then like you get a little bit of relief because like, oh, I feel better because I have other people on my side. But yeah, I still haven't been able to forgive and reconcile the relationship. Right. And so you don't actually mm-hmm. get to the the core of what's going on. And and then now you have a bunch of other people that are involved that then if you do go back and reconcile, they don't always know how the story ends. And uh, so it, it really compounds the issue and causes even more challenges. So for me, it's where you make sure that you're you're confessing to the Lord and you're allowing him to be the one that you're having your primary dialogue with as you're wrestling with a, a person or a situation or whatever that you need to forgive. And then maybe like a few trusted people, but you're asking them to really give you perspective and wisdom and understanding, hey, this this is my perspective on this, but I know that I probably don't have the full thing. Like, what future questions should I be asking? Like, how can I... What, what would it look like to help reconcile this relationship? So helping a few trusted people not to get on my side and get on my team, but to really help me seek out true forgiveness with hmm. that individual as well as with God along the way. Yeah. You know, I tell a lot of the people that come to see me, I tell them what really, really helps in this situation is to, um, and, you know, we our mama told us this all the time, put yourself <laughs> in their shoes. Yeah. But it goes both, it goes a couple of different ways. Like, First of all, imagine if you did something terrible to someone, if you messed up and hurt someone, how would you want them to handle it? But also, um, put yourself in the shoes of um, remembering what God has forgiven you. Hmm. It's huge. It's huge. And like, really go to that place of, wow, I've been forgiven so much. And um, because he tells us, you know, forgive others because I have forgiven you. And so I think that those are just that humility that comes from that. And all and all of it wraps into focusing on Jesus and um, letting the Holy Spirit take hold in, of the, your heart and posture your heart in the right way. Yeah. It's really difficult, but also really it's helpful. It's so hard. <laughs> Humanizing the other person on the side it, of it. Like it, there's a different perspective. Like I'm not the only one in this. Like, man, is that difficult, but also super crucial in trying to understand where we're at. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Lauren, we pray over the leaders that we got this week and yes. 
Oh, Father God, uh, first of all, I just thank you and praise you for the leaders that we have in this church, the leaders that we have in these groups. Lord, um, they are, uh, I, I pray, Lord, that you would just uh, work through their servant hearts because it is you making the changes in these people. It is you um, that is working through them to um, create spaces and wisdom and, and help them all to be pointed in um, forgiving others. And so, Lord God, I just um, thank you for those leaders and then ask you to, to just give them wisdom and work through them. Um, work through, you say that when we when we come together, two or three, that you hear them and that you're with us. And so, Lord, I just, um, I pray that you would just, your spirit would come alive in those groups and let such great conversation and um, influence from each other's stories just um, really encourage everyone to walk out of those meetings, those, those small group times, and um, be motivated to forgive. Um, Lord, you and you alone can help us do this. And so we just thank you. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Thank you guys for being here. Uh, one announcement we've got for coming up on October 27th is the Daddy-Daughter Dance. So dads, get ready. Also, moms, would love to see what that would look like for you to take the sons out and see what a night on the town could look like for you guys. I know for me, my mom took me to a steak dinner whenever there was a Daddy-Daughter Dance involved, and the, my sisters got to go to that, and it was just some sweet, intentional time. But dads, be sure to go online and let us know that you're coming to that and with that we'll see you guys again next week all right see you then bye-bye